Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of 400 Thoughts. This is your host, The Driver. This is the podcast where a random person from Georgia while driving to work um, shares some random thoughts that they happen to be having while they're trying to stay awake when they drive to work. Uh, I wanted to just add another note for the introduction for this episode. The audio about halfway through gets a little bit uh, lower. There was a lot of background noise on the uh, road that I tried to reduce and in doing that the vocals also got reduced a little bit too much. So you can go ahead and just turn up the volume for a portion of the podcast if, if that happens uh, in whatever device or if you're listening to in your car. And hopefully it um, isn't, isn't too bad, isn't too distracting. Again, if you want to reach out to the podcast, you can follow us at, on Twitter at 400thoughts or you can email us at 400thoughts.thedriver at gmail.com. Again, Twitter is at 400thoughts, and the Gmail account is 400thoughts.thedriver at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you guys soon, and hope you enjoy the episode. Without further ado, here is episode 8, Life is Reese's Pieces and Veggie Omelette. Enjoy. I want to talk to you today about a conversation I had with a gentleman and it's it's one of those amazing conversations that kind of come out of nowhere and they're they're real life conversation this is this is life wisdom conversation that this guy was giving me at no charge i love that um, i'm going to share with you uh, some part of my life and you can take it or leave it clean clean important life lessons from it or throw it all away. I like that. So I had a conversation with a man today about his business ventures that he's been involved in. He shared how he used to be his own boss. He used to be a small business owner. Uh, He used to build custom-made kind of luxury homes, $400,000 to $500,000 homes, custom-built homes with different fancy materials and whatnot and he told me how everything kind of changed for his life and how his family responded to the downturn in 2008-2009 specifically for for construction because that was the field that he was in and what that meant to his family he did kind of talk about I, I had 400 and $90,000 $90,000 that I was going to uh, process with the, the bank that he was getting these as loans for and he went to to get that money out and the money wasn't there and how he had some more money that he needed to uh, process for a draw for one of the subcontractors and called another bank and they also had the same response of due to recent events please call this number for our attorneys and we are officially bankrupt and just a lot of things happened rather quickly for for this guy and for this family and what I thought about immediately was this guy didn't do anything wrong and that the things that happened in 2008-2009 were thrust upon him and his family kind of outside of his control and he lost everything he lost his home that he was working on kind of what this podcast this specific podcast is about isn't about you know financial decisions made by people or isn't talking about how the government responded 
to the, the bailout of 2008, 2009, because again, this isn't a, a political podcast. It's a bunch of things in life that kind of just happen to us, or we find ourselves in those situations, and it's it's been interesting for me to do that um, throughout my life, is just kind of pause and reflect on, hmm, I'm here. Kind of events that I framed in a previous job that I had, where I asked the, uh, the CEO of that company, uh, when they had kind of an open door meeting, they were said, do you have any questions for me? And they had a very company that I worked with at that time, uh, a very altruistic company, and they had specific goals that they, they wanted to achieve that are kind of perennial goals of, you know, make the world a better place, and I kind of wanted to know where that spark came from to be a leader in the community to keep striving to do that, and was there any single event, or was it a kind of a lifelong um, path of service to fellow man or, or whatnot and she said that she had an encounter when she was helping teach at this school that kind of changed her life and she knew from that point on that she wanted to, to go into kind of nonprofits and, and help in social work related um, fields and just make the world a better place and I kind of call those moments not moments but kind of the response to moments like that is this is my life now moments family member dies, your spouse dies, you have a baby, you get a new job, you lose your job, you know somebody that's returning to war, you're on a plane going to war, just these different different moments, these different situations that you just kind of accept, this is my life now, this is the situation that I'm in, and I've had, I've had quite a few of those um, in my life that I like to reflect on think back at when those moments happened, did I understand that this is a game changer? Um, These are kind of similar to kind of the communal or national or international moments of, you know, where were you when Kennedy was shot? Where were you? What were you doing when you saw the towers fall? Um, How did you feel? And it's not only what were you doing or where were you but how did you feel at that moment and uh, you know what happened when you were told that you're fired how did you respond and this isn't a motivational um, episode at all this isn't a this is how you're going to pick yourself up from your bootstraps or anything like that because sometimes you really can't sometimes you're different after you've been altered by a very traumatic or very wonderful event. Um, for example, I've got, I've got a few, few children and I can definitely say after my first kid was born and after my second and then after my third kid was born that this is my life now. Things will never be the same. And that's a good thing. That's a wonderful thing. That's a, that's a gift. And, um, things are a little bit in in the inverse of that when you lose a family member you know this is my life now this person's no longer going to be able to share stories with me this person's no longer going to be part of my life i'm not going to be able to to share music or or movies with or memories with or, or just have meals with be in the presence of this person anymore and my life will never be the same 
and I'm sure all you listeners out there probably had similar moments where this is your life now. Things will, will never be the same from this moment. And they can be wonderful things. They can be terrible things. But but more, I, I just kind of want to share the point that a lot of things that we do in life is respond to things. There's a lot of calls to action right now, both political and there's a lot of financial podcasts out there and um, fitness podcast and entertainment podcasts and things like that about, you know, what can you do? Go, go see this movie. Save money this way. Invest money this way. Do this thing. You need to do this action. But a lot of times, and, and I'd almost argue most of what we do in life is we react to things. Um, you know, you're not God. You don't have complete control over everything that can happen. For example, just about every day, if not specifically 400, but the roads that I frequent, there's a car accident every single day. Every single day, there's somebody's car, broken, damaged, mangled, flipped upside down. Somebody's day is ruined or they're dead. And it's, and that could happen to me. It actually did happen to me more than a, a little bit more than a year ago where I was a bit of a car accident so that that was my day um, I was that that statistic that day and it's important to uh, kind of reflect on those moments and not just kind of think of you know yourself as a, as a statistic but a lot of things that that we have to respond to or the things that we react to in life are not by our own choosing and that's not a, a kind of fatalistic or a determinist sort of claim or statement just kind of think about it for yourself like well i can pick what i want to eat for breakfast because i i personally bought all the cereal i gotta have my pops or i know exactly what i'm going to order at this restaurant or i know you know what choices based on process elimination or the only choices that are available to me then i'm going to do this thing yeah that's true on a number of things but there are other factors that you might not know about and these are sometimes escalate to be a you know, life-changing event. So say your house has a, a large leak or termite damage, or you get into a car accident, you, you know. There's, there's a lot of things that you experience throughout your day-to-day life, and in a much greater sense, your overall life that have nothing to do with you, not, not have anything to do with you. The things that do have everything to do with you are not really caused by you almost at all. You get onto you get onto a commercial airplane to fly to go to an interview or to visit family there are so many things involved that were involved in order to get that airplane there the training for the pilots to be able to be qualified to do that and you just get on a plane and you go from point a to point b there's a lot of extra work there's a lot of behind the scenes and there's a lot of things that will affect you that can't possibly even imagine and then when they happen to you you just realize okay my car is broken or this happened but a lot of what we do in life is respond a lot of a lot of things aren't just action isn't just do this you know you can do this you have the willpower a lot of it is this is today the card you were dealt and that's it and that's most of the things because again you're you're one piece in a 
million piece puzzle that's always rotating, always moving. You are for sure a very small cog in a very large machine. I'm not a successful Hollywood actor, but I've heard in a number of interviews from people that are successful in, in Hollywood that they're, they're very grateful that they did get that one one uh, nice break from this agent that found them this good part that then led to this event that then got them this pilot, which then led to this career, and then they picked up this great script, and now they're an award-winning actor or actress. And I'm not saying that that's how most of successful or unsuccessful people are, but it could be. It could be the fact that the people at the very, very top are extremely fortunate, and they just haven't haven't had a, a certain event happen in their life that would have knocked them out from being a top-tier competitor or a champion or anything like that. I mean, it's, it's really easy to think about actors and, and maybe athletes as everything's good until they maybe made a really bad tweet and then their career is kind of over. Um, or an athlete, the, probably the most devastating ones you hear, not so much high school, but are, are college athletes that have a strong future ahead of them in whatever sports they're playing and then they get injured and they don't get picked up. It's like all that work, all the, the middle school and the high school and the college training was for this moment to to get to the point where you could be accepted to do it professionally as a career and you get injured and you might lose your scholarship or you might not be as good if you are able to heal and you come back. They get any any college football players like I want to rip my ACL I want to do that right now so that I can all the work that I've put forth right now is just completely for naught I don't think that happens <laughs> it's a, a lot of a lot of things that happen in life are very random we have no control over it and it's 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 healthy to think about that fact freak events that happen that you did not plan or were not a part of or did not give consent to happen all the time. And part of being human and part of not being in control of everything is um, just responding as best we can to those events. Knowing that you really don't have a lot of control. You really don't. I have moderate amount of control of this vehicle on this highway right now. I have some control over my body, but I have no idea if if I'm going to get skin cancer 10 years from now. I'm not not choosing for that to happen. It just happens. A freak freak cell is mutated and turns into something that can kill me. I don't I don't want that to happen, but it does gotta respond to that there's a lot of things in life a lot of a lot of things that you could probably just lump into terrible and you it's easy to lump in all the terrible things or things that you don't have control over um, or it's very easy to to blame people for making mistakes and that leading to worse things but there's a lot of good luck too there's a lot of you didn't do anything and you luck into a situation. For example, 
I arrived on the same day to my first duty station in the Army, the exact same day as one other um, individual. And I met, I met the, with the uh, squadron commander like an hour after this other person did. And I was given a much better path as far as leadership opportunities based on one factor or one view that the uh, squadron commander had after meeting me and meeting this one other individual. And that was, I wasn't as fat as the other person. The other person was kind of chunky. And the squadron commander viewed this individual because they were larger than me as being uh, a person with low discipline or low willpower or something. So I was, I was handed based on a complete chance event that I was to arrive at this, at this base on this day, in this moment, with one other competitor for this slot at uh, this troop that I was going to be placed in. And I went one way and they went the other. He had to do a lot more admin and paperwork stuff while I went to go um, lead soldiers. And that was great. But it was one random event that I had no control over that led to a really great experience. But again, that wasn't my opinion. That was a squadron squadron commander's opinion. It had nothing to do with me. I had no control over. As anybody that's been in the military, there's a lot of things you have no control over. And sometimes that's Reese's Pieces. And sometimes that's veggie omelet. Sometimes life hands you veggie omelets, and sometimes life hands you Reese's Pieces, or Sour Skittles. And um, this isn't a, a podcast episode to talk about, you know, choose the Skittles over the veggie omelet, because some people like the veggie omelet. It's not about that. It's just understand the fact, the brute fact, that you really don't have a lot of control in this life almost at all you don't control what your cells are doing in your gut right now you don't control how hot the sun's going to be today you don't control i don't control the person that's driving right next to me if they want to run me off the road or not there are so many things that you do not control in this world and it's good to know what you do control and it's very helpful to understand what you don't and when you kind of make that horrifyingly depressing Venn diagram of all the stuff and all the events in your life that just happened to you and all the things that you uh, you manifested. Like one of my least favorite sort of sayings is, you know, I built this or I'm a, not I built this because you could actually say I built this. I built this birdhouse. I did that. Like nobody else did it. Um, but when people, the, the expression, the self-made man, Get out of here, self-made man. Self-made man what? Are they a millionaire? Where'd they get their money? Well, they rose up in industry and they made a product or a service that people enjoyed and they freely through capitalism gave them all their money. Sure, but who's to say the trend won't change and and something else won't won't happen? What's gonna happen to all the uh, truck drivers when uh, Tesla or Waymo or 
Alphabet create self-driving semi-trucks. They already have some of them. They're driving around. You were a value member of society as a truck driver. Well, that job doesn't exist anymore. Self-made man. Self-made man, my butt. Self-made man made this. This thing. It could all go away. It could all go away. The service or product that they sell might not be as important or might be altered in a way that nobody wants to buy that thing anymore. And if you don't adapt quickly, just like Blockbuster didn't adapt to the, the way streaming was and that goofy company Netflix that mails you DVDs, now they have a button on your remote. And um, those other guys, Blockbuster doesn't. Self-made man. Get out of here. Self-made man. I, with a small investment of a million dollars, turned that million dollars into one billion dollars. Well, you got that investment. You had some people trust you or you fooled enough people into thinking your vision could become a reality. But you needed that startup capital. You didn't have it from yourself. It's a lot of teamwork that's involved before somebody can say, self-made man. Do you feel in charge? Self-made men. It's ridiculous. I'd never, I'd never say that. Self-made man. There's so much work that my parents put into me having the advantages or disadvantages that I had growing up to be what I am today. My wife keeps me in check constantly. My friends tell me when I'm being an idiot. There's no way that I could honestly say, you know, stand on some stage and somebody says, wow, aren't you great? And me look out and say, yes, I did this. I became who I am. It's all me. No, it's not all you. <laughs> Teamwork makes a dream work. You know, you are, and especially if, if you're in America, holy smokes, there's so many great things that we get to be a part of in America. And there's so many terrible things in other countries that I don't even have to worry about. I am not worried that my kids are going to get malaria. I might be slightly more worried that my kids could be shot in a school shooting. But I am not worried about, you know, parasites that eat through babies' eyes. Because I don't live in those countries where those are commonplace. There's just, there's so much luck, so much good fortune, so much teamwork, so much collaboration, so much going on behind the curtain. That to say something like self-made man, it's just stupid. You're a stupid person if you say that. I say it. You're stupid. You can you can message me on Twitter at 400 thoughts that you are a self-made man or woman, and I will reply, you're stupid. You're a stupid person. Self-made man, self-made woman, self-made. Not self-made. Their concept stupid. Self-made. There's at least two people that work together and, and if the couple was having infertility problems probably a, a whole mess of people that would went to create you as a living human being and then you survived nine months in the womb of your mom saying i i want to keep you and then you were born and then you were fed and then you were raised and you're still alive and maybe you were blessed with having a handful of books grown up or you had a lot of books or you went to a a dopey public school or a great private school and you were taught by mediocre teachers or phenomenal teachers and now you have some skills or some life experiences that 
have you in different areas of life that you're extremely proud of and can brag about. You didn't make any of that. You didn't make yourself. You didn't do nothing. There's been a lot of a lot of effort to make you who you are. And surprisingly, you have enough enough fortune not to be killed by lightning, car accident, school shooting, mass murderer, alligators, smog. Oh, smog. The stupendous. Do you think flattery will keep you alive? Cancer. That you can stand on a stage and say that you're a self-made man or woman. Congratulations. There are so many ways that you can be knocked out of this, this life. That you can be snuffed out so easily. So, such small amounts of force of nature or of another human being can take away your life like that. Self-made man, self-made woman, get out of here. Most of what we can do is, is hope for the best, that we're making the right decisions at the right time, that what we've done will ultimately lead to the flourishing of ourselves and those around us that we love the most. But that's what's, that's what's the, the most hysterical about consequentialist you know, ethics is, I'm betting this will pay off in the end if I do this. We have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, I know if I don't drink poison that there's a higher probability that I will live longer, up to 100%. Yes, that's true. Or if I don't, if I don't jump in front of this train, there's a higher chance that I'm going to see tomorrow. Absolutely true, 100%. So many decisions you make in this in this life, you have no idea where they're going to lead to. You have no idea the eye contact you make to a random person, the person you meet at the grocery store, or anything is going to lead to a crazy chain of events that's going to lead to another unfolding of a story that you're a part of but had no part in writing. And that's what's kind of amazing about life and kind of exciting about life is you're in it, you're, partic you're, a, you're a participant, there's so much else going on, on the whole that, oh man, self-made man, self-made woman, get out of here. The smart ones, and I will say smart, because the opposite of smart is dumb, and the dumb people say self-made man, self-made woman. The smart ones will know that they are fortunate, and that a good, good chunk of their lot in life is based on forces that they we're not in control of at all. And the dumb ones, because in fact, you are dumb if you think this, that the only reason you are in the position in life that you are in is that you controlled every single situation and every single consequence that got you to that point. You can't be that person. You should be that person. If you think you've, you've gotten to the to where you are in life based on sheer brute force of will, that you are an ubermensch, that you have you have survived and thrived and destroyed all of your enemies and all your competition and that you are just a force of nature. You are this, this 
one in a million that will always fall upwards and always get what they want somehow. And you're just missing two things. You're missing the, uh, the insight that no, it's, it's not just you, that you're there for a number of reasons, mainly because a lot of people let you be there, agree with you, that you have a fan base, that you have supporters, that you have people that work with you or around you to get you and to keep you where you are. And there's that other thing, that not just I'm at the top of the pyramid, I'm, a, I'm king of the hill and there's nobody around me. Besides, besides the fact that you are not alone and that you are not the sole reason for being where you are in life, I'm not saying you can't smoke weed on, on the highway, but, I mean, they don't need to. Take time this week to think about all the this-is-my-life-now moments. You can, you can make a list, or you can just kind of rattle them off if you know them. I got a feeling that a lot of you know what those events are. Or, this is, this is my life now, or my life will never be the same sort of moments, and think about how you responded to them. Would you have done it differently, or is that exactly how you would have responded in that situation? Um, I want everybody to have a, a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Look forward to talking to you again soon, and this has been 400 Thoughts. Things change, that's the way it is. Come on, come on. That's just the way it is Things will never be the same That's just the way it is Oh yeah Hey man Choose the Skittles over the veggie omelet I've got some uh I've got some life I want to share with you <laughs> <laughs> Reese's Pieces